The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You know, w- one thing that I think is cool uh, uh, about Joe is, you know, that he he is somebody, and he mentioned it a little bit before. So, when, in an episode that we listened, you guys have probably listened to before, is you know his lifestyle. You know, he's somebody who has learned how to figure out his metabolism, figure out you know a, a, an idea of what he needs to eat on a regular basis, and kind of stay in that realm to keep himself and maintain that for the rest of his life, and then also incorporate fitness into his life too. And 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 it's not this like huge swing of he's fat for three four yeah, months and then he gets in shape just for a couple pictures and then he's fat yeah. again. And I, I, let's let's talk a little bit about the journey and the the, the importance of and, of loving the process of, I mean, of being, right because it, so, it sounds like you figured yourself out everything about your body more recently. Not everything, but mo- yeah, most you know what I'm saying. Um, so one of the most important things you kind of were touching on just a second ago is that. Um, People get too caught into trying to be the exacts and the specifics. Um, one of my biggest problems is they're like, oh, I finished the day at deficit or I finished the day at surplus. Um, they're all focused on that. I got to get my cardio and so I got to burn these calories off. The body does not change based on a 24-hour swing. You know, you're not going to gain weight if you have a piece of pizza before you go to bed. And and if you're weighing yourself morning and night and every day, you're, you're a fucking moron. Like you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, like we talked about, your your the amount of calories you take in should be averaged over like what like a seven day right. period. Because um, there's going to be days where you hit your macros or you're below. There's going to be days like today. You know, maybe we're bit, here's the thing: life happens, man. You're not going to be able to get all that stuff in. Mm. Who cares? We still average it out. You average out the next day or this and that. So people get caught up. They think everything is such a specific. What drives me also drives me nuts is when people say things like, um, "I was at 400 deficit today." Well, how the fuck did you know that? Did, were you in a bod pod yesterday? <laughs> Do you know exactly what your metabolic rate was, how many calories you were burning? Did you have a, the, the most specifically amazing, like, MIT-calibrated, like, you know, caloric monitor, which told you how many calories you were doing burning when you were doing list cardio? Because when you grip those handles on the fucking elliptical at 24-Hour Fitness, uh, that wasn't not, accurate. Oh so people God. are like, people think, they're like, well, this is my basal metabolic rate, and this is what the readout gave me, and, and, and so I should be at deficit by 300, but yeah, but, you're, but you're, you're still gaining weight. So everybody assumes all these numbers make sense, but they really don't know what the fuck there is they're talking yeah. about. Um, well, let's be honest. Uh, even the, even the, the, the deepest science... A lot of this is kind of guess. It is yeah. a lot of right? guess. That's why I tell people don't try to be so specific. It's something that's it's over time, like a seven-day yeah. period. You know, like track your calories, track your macros, and try to hit certain numbers. Um, but here's the thing: like if 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 I if I came to the did the math and came to the conclusion that my basal metabolic rate without exercise was um, say 5,700 calories, you know, and with exercise, you know, it's you know 7,000. So if I didn't work out, say if I had you know knee surgery, right, and if I didn't work out for like four or five days and I ate 6,500 calories. Um, and all of a sudden, am I going to gain like two pounds of body fat? No, it's not. It's not going to happen like that. First of all, as we know, the metabolism it fluctuates. So, especially when you put more calories in, your metabolism will go. If you're a healthy person, your metabolism will go up. 
if you're a healthy person. Um, so people that are they're so focused on the fact that, oh, my God, I'm in surplus or I'm a deficit. or No, you're not. You don't even know where you are. Get a general understanding of where you should be. Um, use some common sense and 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 move forward forward accordingly and average things over so, a week. In other words, listen to your body. Absolutely. Right. Listen to your body. Yeah, that's probably the best lesson uh, I learned for myself. Training was to listen to my body because I would follow a specific uh, you know plan, a specific um, you know outline of what I need to do, and this is what I need to do on this workout, and this is what I need to eat on this day. And um, when I finally slowed down and learned to listen to my body, I figured out a lot of things. Yeah. I figured out that eating. Every two or three hours for me was was Horrible. totally inflama- inflammatory. Yeah. I looked like I, shit when I did that. Right, yeah. it, it was very inflammatory. From I I feel I realized for myself I did a lot better when I would eat much less frequently. I also realized I did a lot better uh, when I would train more frequently and less volume. In yes. other words, let me explain. Rather than doing thirty sets for my chest uh, on Mondays every Mondays, doing ten sets three days a week, for example. So I'm still doing 30 sets, but I broke it up and I got more frequency. I figured out that for me, that worked best. And that does work best for a lot of people. But you really got to listen to your body. Everybody works a little bit. I also figured out that the low rep sets for me, oh my, I thrive off of them, man. I do sets of one, two, three. And that's your body type. And that works great. So your body responds to to that. Here, another thing was when I used to eat like 350 350 grams of protein, um, once I started paying attention, once I cut cut it back, you know, and so I, I eat less than one gram of uh, you know, protein per pound of body. Oh, let's say that again. Well, yeah. it's true. I mean, <laughs> no, no, you got to say that again because yeah. I swear of the of everything that we preach on Mind Pump, that's <clears throat> the one thing that people trip out the most. Dude, I'll be them. honest. Oh, I they noticed, freak I, out. I noticed less water retention. My my stomach was smaller. Um, you know, not consuming all that protein. I I, I replaced those calories with fats and carbs. I looked better. I looked fuller. Of course, my stomach better. was smaller. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't so tired trying to digest it all the time. It was like. I mean, I'll be honest. Like today, I've probably only taken in 120 grams of protein. Right. But who cares? Right. You know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Am I going to lose all my muscle? Am I going to be catabolic and lose all my no, muscle overnight? No. no. As a matter of fact, throwing in days of low protein actually increases your body's uh, sensitivity to protein. Yep. And you'll utilize what you do eat, uh, you know, on, on yeah, the next the day or whatever, day. Well, course, more efficiently Because yeah. tomorrow, now it's going to be starving for it. So then when you feed it that 230, right. but the, it says... But, but, and high protein diets are not unhealthy, but the ultra high, the to one and a half, the, the, There's a, a difference grams. between a high protein diet versus a stupidity high protein. Like Dude, high protein diet, like, you know, if you're 200 pounds, you have 200 grams of protein, great. But 400? Joe, you're, you're we got idea. a... We have... We, we, right. we, there's a buddy I have who's getting ready for a show. The dude weighs... Uh, what's he weigh? 200 pounds? He's eating almost... 400 he, grams of protein a day. Yeah. But that's what his coach is telling him. Yeah. His coach is stupid. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, not only is this, that... Th- my problem with this is like, if you were going to like traffic court, if you got charged with a crime, would you let your accountant defend you? Fuck no. <laughs> if you're having orthopedic surgery, would you let your attorney do the surgery? No. Then why the fuck is Johnny Jerkoff trainer at the gym doing your nutrition? Why is he is he working with your body chemistry when he was only trained with the weekend course on, on fucking Google? None. To get no, no, no. Right. Actually, yeah. no, no. Not yeah. even that. Not even I that. understand. No, no. These, are, these, are, these are people who've competed. Yeah. And so then they coach yeah. because they've competed. That's the big They're and not that, trainers. That, that's Let's it. just put it out there. They're not trainers at all. And uh, this these super high... Pro, of all the things that we preach, I'm, l- listeners, if you're listening right now, of all the things that we preach, meal frequency and workout frequency and all that shit, of all the stuff we preach, if you just eat... Uh, eat the right amount of protein, maybe like 0.7 grams per that's pound of body. Yeah. I'm if usually that's, 0.7, 0.8. Right. You know. If you just do that, if you're already eating a shit ton of protein and you drop it down to that, that alone, you will start to blow yourself away yeah. and replace it with healthy fats and carbs. It, your body's going to be much more, it's going to work more optimal. When I started doing that, I built muscle. I tripped myself. I used to yeah. eat a shit ton of protein. 
You know what's funny? They're also finding that these super, super high ultra protein diets uh, increase uh, uh, health uh, risks, including can- certain types of cancers. I believe it. 100%. It's not healthy. Yeah. It's just not a good thing. And one of the number one things you're you so see overloading. bodybuilders, uh, especially, you know, now you're seeing bodybuilders from the 90s start to have all these problems. The number one thing you see, kidney problems. Yep. And high protein diet, healthy for the kidneys. Ultra high protein diet, definitely, sh- yep. probably not good for well, your kidneys. I think it was the high protein diet, the, the oral anabolic steroids, and all of the diuretics oh, the combination they were shit. taking. Of, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it doesn't help. No. Uh, but it baffles me when I see guys that are like 185 and they're taking more protein in than I am. And I'm, and they're, but they're like 30 grams of fat a day. Um, <laughs> right. It, it baffles me. Like when, right. when I start, finally started to figure out like my nutrition, like fat is my, here's the thing. You guys can say whatever you want. To me, fat is the most important macronutrient. That, um, it's so it not, promote, it's not, promotes it's not, testosterone. I'm sorry, that's test- not just your thing. Yeah. That Makes is actually you a, a sexual fact. tyrannosaur. Yes, right. bro. Let's a, trademark a, that term, sexual, sexual tyrannosaur. No, you can't trademark. You know who said Ooh. that first? What? That was, uh, what's Oh, yeah, you're right. Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Fucking body on, Ventura. On, uh, Fuck, on I knew that. Sexual I said it so many times, you're right. I want to trademark that. What a great movie. I'll make a t-shirt called Sexual Tyrannosaur. But it's true, man. Like, these guys are on these low fat diets and they're like mid 20s they have like no sex drive and they look like shit and feel like shit to cut your protein back do I take like 230 grams of fat a day and I'll be honest like I it's hard for me to keep weight on sometimes mm-hmm. I, I'll be most of the time it really is and I have energy all the time I feel great I fuck like a fucking champion when I'm not <laughs> at, the, at the movies by myself watching Matt Damon and you know what <laughs> <laughs> or filming seven hours of radio on a Friday, dude. You just hit on, one date a month. You just hit on two things. One, uh, the most common thing that I have when I take on a, a, a male client that I'm coaching, and I have them show me what they're doing, and I go, "Okay, great, we're gonna cut that protein in half, and I'm gonna double your fat," and they trip out right away. Like, what? You want me to eat more fat? Yeah. And what about my protein? I'm gonna lose muscle. And then the other thing is when I take somebody on, uh, and they're you know, they hire me, they pay this money, and then they're like, "Okay, well, what's my meal plan?" I go, "You don't get a meal plan." None. And, and they that, go, yeah. and they go. Well, what do you mean? What, what what am I supposed to follow? So I want you to tell me what you've been doing for the last week. And then you're going to record everything for a week so I can see where we're at. And then from there, I'm going to coach you. Well, see, of course from you have the, to do that. I mean, but it's, it's crazy to me yeah, that, they, that other people does, don't do that. Everybody, every, what everybody does is, here's your meal plan. Yeah. Here's your meal plan. To me, plan. the quickest yeah. way to fail is giving someone a preset menu. Yes. Um, because it's only sustainable for a fixed amount of time. And, and you're going to get sick of it. You're going to fall off. You're going to binge. When you can teach people to... Um, uh, I hate I hate when people are like, oh, they're like I F Y M. It's eating pop tarts and ice cream. No, it's not, motherfucker. You're fucking stupid. That's not what it is. It's finding healthy foods and calculating the macros and fitting them into where you. That's should what be. that's what it is. That's and that's what it's intended to be. Every every bodybuilder does if it fits your macros. They just don't fucking know it. Because here's the thing. The Jay Cutlers, the Ronnie Coleman's, the Flex, all these, those guys, they, they weren't waking up every day and having 10 eggs in the morning. Meal one was ground turkey. Meal two was chicken. Meal three was steak. That was a pre-contest. They weren't, yeah. but they but they weren't doing the same thing every day. Because right. I asked Jay about it one time, and he's like, "Oh, on Tuesdays I'd have like some halibut and some ground turkey, and, and Wednesdays I did this, and then I have ground." Is beef it on different Thursdays. now? Is it? Hey, wait a minute. I go. So you were doing if it fits your mat. You were doing flexible diet, and you just didn't fucking know. And he goes, "Yeah, you're right." So yeah. They're all doing it. They just don't fucking know. Everyone thinks that if it fits your macros is some type of philosophical. Well, you know why? It's not. No, you know no, why? You know no, why? There's nothing new about that. It's something that's been around forever. The problem. All, you guys it. know how that started? All it was was some dude on a blog. Some he was answering questions of some PhD, and someone asked them. They're like, "Can you have a cookie when you're prepping for a show?" And he goes, "Yes." If it fits your macros. If it fits your macros, but he didn't want to keep writing it out, so he wrote I I F Y M. That's and it all it is. A thing. 
It's it, calculating it in the numbers. That's it. And, and it's something yeah. I always tell, you know, what it is, it is exactly what has been around forever. The only problem with it is now, now people have turned it into a reason, an excuse to eat shitty food. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You know and, that, and that's <laughs> what we, we did a whole episode yeah. on that because yeah. people would post like, ah, I ate all this pizza. Mm, yeah. It fits my macros. Ah, look at all. And then I'm like, all right, now you're promoting an unhealthy. Here's the thing, dude. If you're 19% body fat and you know, and meal four or whatever, and you have three pieces of pizza, yeah, it may have fit in your macros, but your macros all may have also dictated you getting fatter. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine, but you have to understand where you're going, what's your goal. So people are like, oh, but it fit into my macros, dude. Don't have donuts pre-workout when you're 15% body fat. Right. When you're like seven, that's okay. Yeah. You, you didn't need. You could have one Krispy Kreme. You didn't need seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like you don't need to be, you don't need to be bulking for four years to compete in men's physique. I'm sorry. No, that's that's it. Yeah, the protein intake one, man. Oh, and, and, the, and, the, and the macros. Yeah, yeah if uh, IFFYM, uh, that's what it's supposed to be. But you know, people promoting the unhealthy stuff. That's that's when we get the, that's when we have a problem. The other thing that I have an issue with, uh, the, the I'd say the second most is tilapia. No, no, okay. but yeah, that's tilapia crazy. and asparagus for no, the last no, two, the, two, the, two the, tilapia, the, the fish that eats on poop. Exactly. Okay. No, the second or third thing that I think I get the most questions on. Is that when people go low carb, they say to me, um, well, when I go really, really low carb, I, I feel better when I bump my protein. And it's like, well, yeah, because that extra protein is being turned into glycogen. It's getting turned into what the carbs are supposed to be. What you should do is bump your fats. Absolutely. And that's, that's you feel a, a ton better. And carbs and fats should be, I think, inversely related. One is high, then the other is low, and vice versa. And that's about when it. When I hear of these like 20, I'm not going to name any, when I have these like 20 something guys, um, that are on all these drugs and they're prepping for a show and they're like low carb and low fat and they're like, dude, I have no sex drive. And I'm like, no wonder your girl's banging every other dude in the fitness industry. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding. You're on a thousand milligrams of test a day. You're 25 and you can't get a fucking hard on? Like, really? You know, let me ask you this question this is since we're getting into this t- a controversial subject. Yes, we've had bang those dudes' girlfriends. Exactly. No. <laughs> if, you what that, are, if you were the guy. <laughs> what, are, what are the doses that some of these guys take? Uh, I, I mean, it's a good question. Um, because from what, I, from what I'm familiar from the people I knew, and I didn't know a ton of anybody who competes or anything, but it would be anywhere between one to three grams of like a testosterone I mean, so, a week type so of deal. So f- recently for me to hear... I mean, I thought a thousand milligram. Like I heard. I mean, I thought a thousand milligrams of test a week was like a bodybuilder dosage. Right. Right. Um, but apparently, it's not. Apparently, that's like not enough. I mean, apparently, I've heard like bodybuilders take some. Some guys take between like six hundred and like a thousand. But I've heard these men's physique guys are taking like a thousand to like twenty eight hundred. So the difference, a lot of you know, what's crazy. I thought the difference between physique and bodybuilding was all about the drugs. But uh, from what I've heard, there's a lot of physique guys that are taking more of the drugs than the that, that's that's in the, the last bodybuilders. four months. That's pretty much what I've heard. Wow, yeah. Yeah. wow, wow, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Um, what's I'm, the big difference then? Is it the growth hormone, insulin? Is it insulin? What's the- that? That I don't know. They don't talk about it that much. But it, it, what I've heard is, um, at least with bodybuilders, the guys that you know I traveled with, when, you know, when I first got the industry, I was sponsored. They would talk about. They'd be like, yeah, you know we get our blood monitored by doctors and, and, you know, we come off for a certain time and like, they were very like worried about their health and, and um, they were very like analytical about the things. And I'm hearing these young guys that are competing in men's physique and they're, they're on like all year. Like they don't come off uh, when you're it's 20 kamikaze style. Yeah, when you're 23, 24 years old and you can't produce testosterone anymore because you've been on so much gear for so long. Like that's whole, like, you gotta be kidding me like yeah that's a bad yeah. what what long-term effects are you going to have you know and i i have only had i've had two i've had two clients that uh that have hired me that were competitive one was a bodybuilder one was a men's physique athlete and both uh 
when they when they first hired me, you know, told me, that, you know, the one of the questions they asked, you know, well, what should I take or what am I supposed to do? And I would say that right away. I asked him, you know, what, what have you what have you take or what have you taken in the past or tell me your history? And they, they both have listed, you know, well over a gram. When I when I trip them out is when I tell them that like okay I want you to take nothing get off everything because I need to learn your metabolism yeah you learn your body and I right? need to, I need to right? learn that and then once I figure that out then if you want to try and add something on there like and then you want to ask me then I can give you recommendations Bro, you, but I'll tell you right now like that is a lot of shit for us to be taking and to be where we're at right now. Do you know now. what the bodybuilders <laughs> Do you know what the bodybuilders used to take in the sixties? What the what the traditional dose was? I'm talking about like Larry Scott, John Grimmick. These fuckers, if you saw them today, are big dudes and they're strong as shit. You know what those guys just take? One D ball a day. Yeah. One D you know how much it was what was it, ten milligrams or five? Yeah. Five milligram of D ball a day. One. That's not even freaking that's like a vitamin you know, compared to some of the stuff they do nowadays. I mean, absolutely insane. Uh, um, it goes back to what you were talking about earlier. Is I said I was like they should make these guys get up back on stage three weeks after the show, so people right. could. I mean, like I've heard in the past three months, I've heard of these guys taking things I've never even heard of, like these types of drugs to help get them lean and all these things. I mean, it's just like I can name any names, but there's certain guys that like literally it takes them ten months to get in shape because their bodies are so fucked up. You know what's the worst well, though? You know what's the worst is the synthol. Yeah, that's the that is the worst. That's that, not even muscle. That's a new that's thing just for fake. me. I thought that was like a few bodybuilders. No, 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 no. It's, it's everybody's fake. doing it. I'm like, I, wait a minute, wait, they inject oil into your muscle, and it's not even real muscle. It's just swollen. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. It's crazy to me. You can YouTube it. You can see guys on stage flexing and oil shooting out of the. Oh, injection. I saw that's that. Hilarious. Yeah. Where they get like, well, a you know, oh, it's fucking when awesome. I, when I was in Vegas, it was like a sprinkler. I didn't share this with you guys when I was in <laughs> Vegas for Olympia. And I was at the Las Vegas Athletic Club, which is like, um, for sure, if you've never been to Las Vegas and been to that gym, it's a must go there for sure. It's uh, it's only it's, you know, if you want to be around fitness douchebags, it's a must go. Yeah, if you want to get a workout in, don't go. There. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah, if you're, I, good, great. Thank you for correcting me. It is not the best place to go for a workout. It is the great place to go. People watch. Yeah. And there was this dude that probably was anywhere between two seventy five to three twenty, big ass fucking dude. And I and he had these just. He was so out of proportion. It was just he looked weird as fuck. His shoulders and everything that. And uh, I was with my buddy and we we're working out and I'm like, dude, look how that guy looks weird, right? And I was watching him and then he gets over to shoulder press. And I'm this dude, I'm 275 through some just these crazy looking shoulders on him. And he is like, I watched him and he's repping out uh, 25 plates on each on each side of the, the the military press and just struggling with it, dude. <laughs> I thought, oh my God. You know, you <laughs> that know, is synthol to its best, right? You know there. what? I'll tell you. We're about that one dude that's so I'm not gonna name his name, but you know the guy, the, the Instagram bodybuilder dude who's just so massive. But just full of oil, right? Yeah, we that know what one you're dude. About. Like yeah. he just looks right. so retarded. But I, I think he doesn't. I think he doesn't lie about it, right? I think no, no. I'm not saying he lies. Yeah, about it. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, why would you want to do that? You know, I'm, I, like, I why from, would you want to look like a Smurf who's deformed all year round? Listen, like, it's just I, weird. I come from a different school, and not everybody's like this. But for me personally, uh, I like to. Yes, I like to look a certain way, but I like to be able to perform. I don't want to be a Ferrari with a freaking Prius engine. You know what I'm saying? If you see these guys yeah, are all mat- muscular and they're in the gym, yeah, exactly. right, right back to the pony. Right that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. And you look at the weight that they're lifting, and you're like, "What is going on?" Right. Yeah, I like to be able to perform. You want a deadlift, right? baby? You yeah. want I'm, not, I'm kind of a balanced guy, bro. I want a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? I don't got to be the strongest guy in the not gym. Not about being the strongest. Hey, hey, I like to be best looking guy in the gym. Line, though. But you like to be strong. Oh, absolutely. Is what I'm saying. Absolutely. I do. You're not going to be the strongest, right? There's other dudes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to be able to work out with you and be able to hang. What's what? That's you know. I really just don't give a fuck. I really just want to be the guy that fucking. 
nails all the chicks while you guys are being strong in the gym. Yeah, it's, no. Says the guy who can squat 600-something yeah. yeah. pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. all Photoshop. Yeah. It's all fake. One guy posted on my picture yesterday, and he was, I, was like, I was like, name your best trolling comments. One, one guy was like, your reflection's not in the mirror, so I know this is a fake picture. And I wrote back. I was like, ha, 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 good one. He's like, no. He's like, I know this pic is fake because I don't see your reflection in the mirror. Dude, we were shooting it like – I was like behind – it was like kitty corner. Like, do you not understand the laws oh. of dynamics of reflection? Bro, just tell me you're a vampire. You, <laughs> you should just you send your vampire. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You should have seen when I first started. I was like, you actually trolling because you can't see reflection because you're at a fucking angle? When when I when I first started. We uh, didn't actually go to the moon either. When so. I first started. I love that's my favorite according one. According to no, that guy. No, the, I, Matt Damon. Matt Damon Matt fucking Damon went, went to, to Mars. MIT, <laughs> and they made a movie Ryan. out of it. He killed all those people in Jason Bourne. And then he fucking found the time to go to fucking Mars. Holy shit. How could one guy? The guy multitasks. How can one man possess so much talent? It's, it's amazing. A, it's a true story. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And still is at all the Red Sox He, he just games. does this all day. How do you like them apples? It's unbelievable. <laughs> all right, I, I got a, I got a uh, question for you, Joe. Uh, you have a weak body part, an area that doesn't respond oh, as, e- as easily for you? All of them. All of them? <laughs> the only, the only, so you could have asked me, like, what is your one body part that's good? The only body part I have that's a strength is my triceps. Everything else is a weak part, yeah. So everything else you just have to – you had to really struggle to Absolutely. build up. You know what I mean? It's just um, – I have big. I I was built to be like an athlete. I have big joints. Like you, like I, like I have big knees. I have big elbows. Right. Um, you like if we were to sit down, like at. I mean, it's amazing. Like I almost weigh almost twenty pounds more than Adam. But if we were to sit down and like measure body parts, like size of biceps, stuff, people would probably be like shocked because he looks big. He looks like a big motherfucker. Right. Um, but just my genetic structure. I just I have big joints. And I think that's because I, you know, I think that's why probably I can squat maybe, you know, six. Of course, come on, seven, dude. But seven hundred pounds in my heyday, and I didn't, I didn't need a belt or a wrap because my course. joints were made to handle it. You right, know, right. Where, there, where some people they could be the, they could, they could also be six three, two forty five, two fifty, but maybe you have narrow hips or you have smaller knees and you just can't handle it. You know, right, and, right, right. and a perfect example is like Phil Heath. Um, if, what makes Phil a great bodybuilder is he has tiny joints and has really round muscle bellies. Dude, dude. You know. Look at Flex Wheeler. Remember yeah. Flex Wheeler back uh, in the day? The yeah. guy, the guy looked like a cartoon character. Uh, I give know? someone like, like and Branch, that's before he did. Branch Paul. Warren, uh, incredible amount of credit. You know, he doesn't have an ideal mm-hmm. physique. He doesn't have very round muscle bellies, and he doesn't have the ideal structure. Um, but he works his tail off, and he's yeah. able to compete. But he, he's never going to be. It's one of the reasons why my favorite bodybuilder of all time, Dorian Yates. Yeah, Dorian Yates, absolutely. The guy's a workhorse. He is a workhorse. Yeah. yeah, and he's, it might be just because that was the heyday of bodybuilding when I was into it, but. That's but my favorite. Got to remember, but also um, Dorian Yates also excelled at a time when Lee Haney. What Lee Haney had the ideal physique. You know, he had the tiny waist and the small joints, right, 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 round muscle bellies, um, and he competed in an era where, where you know, Lee's one of the best bodybuilders ever. So it's not like he 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 competed and he won when um, there was a lag, I guess, in, in professional bodybuilding. That's Dorian Yates. You know, he won against the best. Oh know? man! And he's a self-made guy. Like, Look at like the guy. He, he's he was not a gifted bodybuilder. I mean, he was not someone that was just. Um, you know, has I mean, I'm sorry, I hate to say about Phil, but you ever seen Phil lift? He, they call him like Mr. Cybex Machine. Like all he does is like machines. Wow, he doesn't train hard, didn't do anything. Wow, you know? wow. I mean, it's it's great. Hey, if you can if you can have unbelievable genetics and do nothing but like you know sets of 15 or 20 on the machines and leave, that's great. Mm-hmm. But you know, most people have to work their fucking tail off. You know, if you can do like the you know fucking you know in hotel room you know video on demand cardio workout lifting workout from Netflix or whatever, that's great, Phil. Yeah. That's fine. This this is such a good topic because people don't realize. The, the difference of that you know there's and that's where it goes back to the everyone asking oh is joe on anabolics is michael hearn on anabolics? all these people it doesn't fucking matter you know how many people i've seen that 
are on anabolics that can't hold a candle to a guy that is fucking a genetic freak Bro, and works his ass me, off versus somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, a, a, most guys that take that take gear look like shit. Yeah, most, I'm not talking about most bodybuilders. I'm talking about most people look yeah. like shit. I, I think it's. I think you can tell. It's it's obvious. You yeah. Know, like just, when, when I see guys who are like my size, um, it's it's easy to spot guys that are on you know you know that much gear. They they just look like it. The shoulders are overdeveloped. They just kind of look a little funny. They're they're too much size for their frame. Um, and I'll be honest, man, I've known Mike Cohen a couple of years and just knowing what I know about steroids, I I, I do believe the, first of all, dude, the guy competed in natural shows for like 20 years and like he passed, like they give you lie detector tests. He yeah. passed all, it's easy, maybe sure you can pass a drug test, but you don't pass polygraphs. Like I'm just saying, like it's just, yeah. And he, and he doesn't look like it. The guy's fucking 75 years old and he looks 20. Yeah. His face looks ridiculous. He's 75. He's 75 so I'm saying he was okay. born. He was fucking born yeah. when Hitler yeah. was fucking you know in yeah. power, and he looks awesome. Yeah. He's younger than us. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You know well, what? You know what I would love to do just for fun. Not that would ever happen, but just for fun would be to take someone like him, who's natural or whatever, not on a lot of stuff or natural, and put, put him on, on a shitload oh, yeah. of stuff and just have him. Like, he look ridiculous. Eight, you know, ten times Mr. Well, Olympia. Yeah. To me, that's dude. If if you were to put him like he he would be ridiculous. Well, His that, genetics are unbelievable. And yeah. and that's and that is a perfect. Is that is the type of person who goes him or Frank Seppi? That's the other guy who go and that motherfucker looks ridiculous and fucking win Olympias because yeah. that's what people don't understand is that the Kai Greens, the Phil Heath, even if all well, the Kai cr- competed naturally. Yeah, for exactly. A long time. Even if those guys were natural, they would be fucking freaks. Still. Uh, Cedric, Cedric McMillan, great story. Um, Cedric has one of the best physiques in pro bodybuilding. Um, and, but Cedric's also he's active military, so he can't get above a certain weight. So he like he may step on stage at two seventy, but he can't get like off season like above two ninety, and he's you know, he's like six feet. Um, and literally, I remember hearing the story. We were at uh, at FIBO in two thousand thirteen. They're like, yeah, Cedric had just started taking um, like you know low doses of like gear last year. Wait a minute, he's been a pro for like five wow. years. Wow, you know, yeah, just like, ridiculous. That makes me freak. angry. Yeah, like just yeah. ridiculous. I quit. Yeah. I'm gonna start swimming. Yeah. But yeah, and, like, take, it was like taking like nothing, like 500 milligrams of test a week. Right. Well, yeah. there, there was a, like a, I've heard stories of like Kevin Lavroni back in the day would go off season, would go off, would co- completely deflate, and within three four months he'd be ready. Yeah. Like he just blow up. He, that's how fast how much his body responded. Ronnie Coleman apparently uh, competed as a natural for a long yeah. time, and then finally went on stuff, and then of course he became like. I remember the, Jay. The t- I remember Jay, Jay telling me one time that once you stretch your muscle bellies. Um, you know, like so far, you can come off for a long time and you can kind of just maintain, just train in the off season. And, and then you like, when you get to that level, then, you know, three or four, three or four months out, then they, these guys get on and they can fill themselves out. But he said, you know, if you're, if you're trying to stay on like year round or, or push it hard for like nine or 10 months, um, that's, that's when you do detriment to your body. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, cause you can only stretch your muscle belly so far. I thought that, I thought it was interesting um, because most guys are like, oh, I gotta make so much gains in the off season. But I, I now I understand what he's saying. So I imagine with guys like Jay and guys like Phil, like Phil's not in the off season. Like, well, fun. Phil doesn't train hard at all. He's you know what is what it is. But um, if Phil's not in the off season, like, I gotta make so much gains. Doesn't that Phil's just like I just have to come in in shape and I, I can beat everybody. Well, so my experience uh, about uh, maybe I don't know 13, 12, 13 years ago um, when they used to have over the counter these called pro hormones, but in reality they were designer steroids. Yeah. Now I remember I would take these and uh, so my, you aren't natural. So you did take not these. lifetime natural. No, 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 no. He never claims lifetime. No, I've never claimed natural. Fine, fine. No, 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 no. I'm 100 percent honest. Yeah. And this was a long time ago. Yeah. But I'll, I, my experience with them was I would respond like gangbusters, yeah. and then my body would stop responding. Yeah, and it was better to go off 
to do the whole post cycle thing and then go back on. Now at the time they were called pro hormones. We we know that they were designer steroids. Yeah. It probably worse for me than if I were to do uh, legit uh, stuff. For all the research I've read, um, like pro hormones are so unhealthy for the body. Well, they like, were. You know what they are, right? The, these designer steroids were rejected steroids yeah. from pharmaceutical companies. Why were they rejected? The side effects. Uh, that was why that law was passed yeah. last year. And all the, we were talking about those companies earlier that had to pull all. Those well, off one of the them shows. was who was it? I think Gaspari sold one of them. Yeah. Haladrol, yeah. something like uh, DMZ and all those, those things got pulled. Yeah, off the, the one I the one I did was methyl master draw. I think was called but anyway um you, your body stopped responding and then you'd have to, if, if i went off and went back on then I, they would respond again so you know bodybuilders knew this in the past um arnold there's lots of pictures of arnold in his heyday in the off season he looks totally different yeah. and you could tell he went off you know and then he'd go back on and he'd win his contest but uh i don't know a lot of bodybuilders i, I hear stay on yeah. all the time yeah. that's crazy it is crazy and it's like um you have to understand a little bit of science to the point. Like, what what benefit are you really gaining to do that to yourself? I mean, it's like, and what longevity do you really have? What are you doing to danger to your organs? Um, I mean, staying on year round. I mean, does that even make sense? Mm. I mean, what you have to give yourself some type of therapy, and it's all on top of that is like, remember that movie they had? What was it called Generation Iron? Whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a lot of animosity between the guys and stuff. But Ben Pakulski, he makes some really good points. He's like a lot of these guys, they they train stupid. They just they train. I love Ben. I love Ben my, too. He's one of my favorite. I pros. love Ben. He's the nicest guy, but he he also knows his shit. But it's like a lot, he's like a lot of these guys. They they train so hard. They train like warriors. And he wasn't trying to knock them. He's like I admire that. I admire the warrior mentality. Um, but if your goal is to be build the best physique, maybe that's not the best way. I kind of thought of that about to myself. It's like, um, hey, that's kind of like me. It's like. I'm not trying to be on stage or to build an awesome physique. Um, I am who I am, but my priorities are a little bit different. You know, I have, I have employees, I have businesses, um, but I also have what makes me in life is is mental stability, is mental strength. Is um, I could care. I to be honest, I care less how I look really physically. It's um, how mentally dominant am I? And so. And when you're physically fit, you're more mentally fit. All right. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason why you exercise. But if I go to the gym at five in the morning and I do twelve sets of of shoulders and then I leave, okay, that's cool. Maybe I built my shoulders a little bit bigger. But if I go in and I punish myself and and I destroy myself and I walk out like a humbler, better person, um, and I always tell people like, oh, so you're training your mind as much as you're training. It's it's, it's my primary focus. Right. Um. So if if I walk out and and I, like I call, I always tell people like, find the hard in your day. Create the hard. If you don't create the hard in your day, it's going to be created for you. So if you don't run your day, your day's going to run you. So I make sure that that I find the hard every day. It's under my control. So no matter what happens, no matter what house fires I have to pull out, no matter what shit happens, banks and attorneys, property managers and businesses, suppliers. People calling me and shit can, shit can go crazy sometimes. Lawsuits, blah, 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 this and that. You know, chick calling you paternity <laughs> More suits, lawsuits, whatever. Come, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you can punish yourself and you can dictate things on your terms, you're always going to be have the upper hand on well, stuff. Well, this is, this is very how, unique. That's very this unique. This is how the military trains the super high level. Yeah, my, my brother was an Army Ranger, so that's what oh, I yeah. when, when you When you go, like Navy SEALs, for example, yeah. pretty much everybody that enters a Navy SEAL program is fit enough to it's pass. It's very yeah. mental. But it's not yeah. the me- it's the mental thing it, that they're 100%. testing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. My brother, he was... Um, you know, he went to West Point and and he was the, you know the the first freshman to start you know as a middle linebacker in like twenty five years for Army and 
Um, but my brother was a big dude, you know, 6'4", 255 and lean. Um, and when he went into ranger school, they're like, dude, you have to lose like 50 pounds. And he, and he, he's like, why? And he's like, you, you, you're not going to hide in a bush. You're going to get shot. <laughs> you ever see most Navy SEALs and Army Rangers? They're like, like 165. 165. Yeah, yeah. They're tiny. And then motherfucker, my brother got shot twice in <laughs> Afghanistan. Oh, Just because he was too big. Uh, His shoulders were too wide. He got uh, shot once in the fucking calf, once in the shoulder. Um, but he told me, he's like, it's not the physical. He's like, it's the mental. I remember talking to Greg Plitt about that. He's just like, they, you have, they have you out in the field during like, ranger school. And he's like, they're, you know, you may be up for 72 hours on like 400 calories a day. Um, and, and they're forcing people to quit. They want to, because if you're, if you made it that far, it's like, we're talking about being in the NFL. If you've made it that far, physically, it's not a problem. Yeah, you're it's there, mentally. Right? Can you learn the concepts? Can you learn? Can you understand the schemes? Can you fucking, you know, sit there under duress and handle the pressure? 100,000 people and see that the safety walks off the hash. And if they they stem from cover four to cover three, here comes a zone blitz. They stunt underneath and the, and the middle linebacker comes over top. So they're probably going to throw hot. So you better run a fucking slant rather than run an outcut. Right. That's why most guys don't make it because they don't fucking understand the mental, the scheme uh, of the game. They, they rely on the physical. It's no different than, in, 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 uh, you know, Navy SEALs or army rangers they weed out the weak because at the end of the day the mental is more important than the physical anybody can fucking be in shape you can run hard you can do tons of push-ups this and that blah 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 but it, the mind is always the most important thing in, in business in relationships in life um whatever it is you do the mind is always going to be your most important asset and so for me i want to train my mind more than anything so am i going to the gym every day sure maybe the way i train maybe isn't the smartest idea whatever i don't everyone don't give a fuck <laughs> But, well, it, but it allows me to dominate my life and it works. Well, I'll tell you what. what one, I'll probably be dead that. by One thing that I do is I like to meditate, right? And uh, I sit there and I and I try to test my, my abstract thought, my mental capacity. How can I challenge my paradigm? How can I challenge my current state of thought, who I am or what I am? And I try to do that on a daily basis. And, That's impressive. And it's very difficult. It's, very, it's much easier said than done. Um, but, it, and if I, it, but it allows me to break through my shell on a consistent basis. It allows me to shed my skin and to grow and to change. And anybody who's known me for a, any length of period of time knows that my core has remained the same, my core values, but I've changed quite a bit as I've gone along because I constantly challenge myself and, and by questioning myself, by questioning what I'm doing, who I am, my, my views, my thoughts, oh, my opinions. Awareness. How, it's how about a very this? difficult thing. How about this? Do uh, you work out by yourself? Yeah. See, in that unique about all of us, we work yeah. out alone. Most people like, oh, who's your workout partner? Or workout partner? No, I, like work out. I, I guarantee we've all found they don't last very long, right? No, yeah. not only that, but it's my meditation. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 we also all have a very. Yeah, I don't you know, want to do it. Each, you know, it's funny. We, we worked out. A, we have all have a different philosophy on uh, why we do it. You know, why? Right. Just like Joe saying, I love that because one of the things you know, I have to admit, when I remember looking at some of his workouts, I'm like, dude, this guy is fucking nuts, dude. I'm looking at his workouts. And I was a little annoyed when I was driving out today. You're like, I'm gonna get a lift. I'm like, dude, I thought we were gonna work out today. That's why I flew in early. Oh and, hell yeah. no, bro! Oh, I, was, I will not lift with you. I was looking at your workouts. Like this, if this motherfucker's <laughs> leaving, Adderall, yeah, and snorted some. If I go, I am not. I know. He's like, no, I'm going to lift. I get to the hotel. There's no reservation. I'm like, fuck. At least all of <laughs> no, no, you know what? I'll tell you something. I, I, I worked out with uh, with these two guys today, right? The three of us. Were, we never worked. Oh, out Oh wait a minute. So all you motherfuckers worked out without me. That's we did. fucking. We did. We better, bro. We did you dirty with that. But I'll tell you a story. We started off together. We checked in with each other, but a lot of it was kind of like we were working out alone in the we're same doing room. Doing your thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Well, because you, we're in our thing, we're in our zone. It's our own meditation, and that's own. that's why I can't work out with somebody else. I just cannot have. 
I, either one, it's if you're working out with me, uh, I feel like I'm just somebody who's uh, I may as well. You may as well be a client of mine because we're doing what I'm doing. I'm teaching you and telling you what we're going to do. Or if you're somebody who's trying to tell me what you want to do, I'm like, fuck you. I have a, I know what I want to do right, for me. And, right. and this is my time for myself. Right. And, you know, and it's the journey. It's the process. It's the, the mental side of it. It's all these other aspects that people don't that don't think about. It. Everyone gets so caught up in the five sets of this, the seven sets of this, yeah. the 12 sets of this or splits of that. What's best for this? It's like, motherfucker, being consistent about about coming in there and getting after your body like you're supposed to on a daily basis and, and doing it for you and doing it and doing it for all those things is, is so important. And, you know, having, having somebody who you rely on to, to be your partner, to yeah. come push. That's you my to, biggest problem is that yeah, you, you, it's, it, you know, you can like, you know, we could have worked out today. We all probably had an awesome workout. But we all don't live near each other. So it is what it is, but I'm saying, but <laughs> it's like, feel bad. it's no, no, but I'm saying yeah. it's like, it's hard to count on people. And so I don't like to be dependent on people because, this is a fucking terribly pessimistic thing to say, but people tend to let you down. They do, you know, that's purely because most of us live on our own schedule and we have to do our own things. So things don't always work out. Um, and I've had workout partners and it's like, Oh, you know, they, they don't show up. They're a little bit lazy or they don't bring it one day. They want to talk. Um, and I'll be honest, man, like, you know, I, I run my workouts. Like I run work, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Ari Gold from Entourage. You want to be someone that wants to post a bunch of selfies and talk about being an IFBB pro and, and, and post all your work, all this stuff. And you want to post pictures about how hard you're training. You ain't training that hard. You ain't doing what I want you to do. And you're not, you're not, you're not giving all you should give. And, and if you want to, if you want to go through life, you want to be living under, you know, the, the potential on that Mendoza. And that's great. I, I've been above that for so long. And I'm trying to go to the next level and I can't. To me, it's it's not like I said. It's not about the end state. It's not about the finished product. It's not about the visual representation in the mirror. Um, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, it's it's what do you derive from your workout mentally, and how is it going to take you further in life? And so it's if somebody's holding me back in, in the way that I'm training, or or their mental capacity of how how they talk about their day and what they're doing, it's slowing me down. That's not helping me at all. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, you got to be careful of, of the circle you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with people that aren't go-getters in life, um, don't have the same goals, same life, you're, you're going to be – and you're someone that wants to do big things, it's going to hold you back. Um, and, and the people that are most successful in this world, I'm sure you guys have found it, it's a lonely road. It's tough. Uh, I, I was thinking about when I was driving down here today, it's like someone made a comment on my Instagram the other day. They're like, you know, you post all these things about, you know, working hard and being a leader and this and that. But they're like, what kind of personal life do you have? Um Talk to any leader, talk to any innovator and any entrepreneur. Um, these people that are that are truly have transcended something or become very successful, they live a little bit of a lonely life. They may, well, have, they may let, have a wife. Let's, they be, have let's be honest. You're, you got to be a little bit crazy. You have you to gotta be, be a little bit crazy. crazy. Yeah. You have to be very crazy. I drive every, look, I drive my entire family crazy because yeah. I'll yeah. be up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning reading, writing, doing something, and I'll be up at 5, 6 a.m. doing the same thing. And Because you don't look at it as a job. It's yeah. your passion. No, it's an obsession. It's right, a passion. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, you know, and I have to learn. How, look, I have a family, right? And I love my family. I love my family more than anything. I love my kids more than anything. And I have to learn how to shut it off sometimes. And it's a very difficult thing to do because I'm not wired that way. It's a very very hard thing to do. However, on top of that, what I'll say is that it's going to be a very important message you're going to impart on your kids someday of course. as they get older, and that's going to help them be successful. Well, you want to know something? Because all they're going to, all they're going to know is that. Uh, this is the way my father is, and they're going to take that and they're going to adapt that to their studies. Bro, let me tell you something. Well, so, so, well I'll tell it for you. Okay. I, one of the things, you know where I'm going. Yes. Well, I, well, one of the things that, you know, and I will give Sal this, you know, being a guy who's not a parent, not married, not so. Uh, you, or anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> anytime soon, right. So she has her tonight. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. Uh, you know, this is one of the, one of the things I, I, I have a lot of respect for this guy is that, 
he does have this ability because I, I feel like we're all kind of neurotic the same way. I have this crazy thing too. I, I was so thankful you mentioned that earlier because my girl looks at me like I'm insane sometimes at midnight still on my phone and answering stuff and doing shit. I just don't know how to shut it off, you know? And, you know, we're all like that. But uh, he has he has a he has a very and this is the self awareness part of him that is is on another level than the average person is the ability to see that which I, I like to believe we all have is to see that and then to know that the importance of of how to deliver that message to your child and even when we talk about nutrition you know this guy's uh, Sal talks about this like uh, you know trying to raise your child in a healthy environment you know you don't you don't relate food to you know, being fat or out of shape and stuff like that, you know, learning how to relate food to energy and feeling good, son, and like knowing how to deliver the right message to your child. So not only do they look up to you as, you know, as this, this, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, most kids look at their, their parents as superheroes, right? They do, absolutely. You know, and so, you know, understanding that and understanding that, you know, and understanding your weaknesses and the things in your flaws. Like there, there's a part of what we, what makes us all successful is all, I used to always say that your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. Is, well, being so, self-aware, being able to self-aware. Yes, and, so we, we all, we all have this, you know, we're all neurotic in a sense. It's what's made us all successful. But we also are aware of that. You know, well, you're also aware of that 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 we're a little crazy that well, way. We were talking about earlier that the, the worst kind of CEO or the worst kind of business manager is somebody who thinks they know it all. You have to be self aware. You have to be able. Uh, perfect example when I was I was when I, when I was in my, my late twenties and, and around thirty years old, the most arrogant I ever was in life was when I was least self aware. When I thought I knew it all and I was great. And it wasn't until I finally took a step back and looked in the mirror and I was like, wait a minute, I'm not the person I want to be. I'm not the person who I think I am. And I was, I'll be honest, I, I was, um, Quest does a, a talk show and I went on, uh, on the show with the, the CEO of the company and I talked about it. That was the first time I went through depression because I had to look in the mirror and be like, I'm not the person that I thought I was or I wanted to be. But from that moment forward, I became self-aware and, and, and I started to, you start, when you start to address your shortcomings, you start to address your faults and be true to yourself. Man, you create a real man out of yourself. Well, here's, here's you're, no, you're no longer living a lie, here, right? Here's where how it breaks down. So, especially with kids, like uh, you know, uh, if you have if you have a child and your child excels in school, one of the worst things you could tell your kid is you're so smart, okay? Because that kid will then identify with that and be afraid to do anything in which they don't come across as being smart. Right. The best thing you could do is tell your tell your kid, you know what? I saw you did good on that test. I can tell you worked hard. Right. It's the, it's the boost that work, And I'm going to tell you guys a story. So so my son, I have my son in judo. Uh, so my dad, my son does judo class. And my son takes after me, you know, uh, naturally skinny, not athletic, same way I was. Handsome. No, let me tell you something. As a father, look, one day you guys are going to be fathers. You're going to go through this. I'm watching my son train. I'm watching him practice. And every time he's going against a kid, every time something happens, he looks back. He wants to yeah. see if dad's he's watching. Approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to look and see if I'm watching. I'm watching him every single time. So, and I, I always tell him, just just work hard. Don't give up. Work hard. I don't care if you win, lose, whatever. So he's going against these. They're doing a round robin where you where there's three kids and you go against one kid. And when the bell rings, the next kid jumps on you. What what regardless of what position you're in, they'll just jump. On. So you're exhausted. You're gonna get your ass kicked. So it's my son, a boy who outweighs him by like 20 pounds, and a girl. And at my son's age, he's 10. Girls and boys are almost the same in terms of size and everything. So they're going back and forth, back and forth. My son went through like three rounds. By the third round, he's tired. The the Girl jumped on me. He's always on, already on his back. The girl's on top of him. She's holding him down. And he's looking at me. And he's trying and he's trying. Like, he's like, Dad, this girl mounted me. Right, like, right. Shit, yeah. He's trying. 
Well, the other kid, the, the other kid. How old is, how old is oh, he? Oh, he's 10. I never should have made that joke. No, no, no. I'm, I'm terrible. That's, That's all right. I know how I was at 10. That's disgusting. So, really? So, so oh, this fuck. this big kid, this other kid, this piece of sh- this little shitty Wait, kid. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Were you oh, just yeah. about to call a 10-year-old a piece of shit? Oh, oh no. Let me tell you why. Holy fuck. We have taken this radio show to a new low. No, let me tell you why. <laughs> Sal just called a 10-year-old a piece of shit. Yeah. You talk shit. Let me Even tell you I haven't gone that far. Let me tell you what happened. Holy fuck, so this, dude. So this you were the worst person in the history of life. I want to nail you right now. So this little. So this girl, wow, so this girl's holding my son down, right? My son's trying to get out. This He's, other kid, this other kid goes, uh, he goes, you're getting held down by a girl. So I'm like, this little mother, like, how dare you say that to this poor girl who's trying? So my son's pissed off. So anyway, they go back around Robin. Now this other kid is on the bottom and the girl's on top. So my son gets in his face and he goes, who's laughing now? So I had a nice talk with my boy after that because he got arrogant. He got, um, you know, he he lost that sportsmanship. Yeah. So I took him outside afterwards. I didn't say anything during the during. The, I don't want to embarrass him for anybody. Took him outside afterwards, and I said, "You worked hard. I saw you work your ass off." I said, "But I saw what you said to that kid." I said, "Don't ever do that again." He goes, "But he said it to me." I said, "Look, that kid was acting like an asshole." I said, "I understand that." <laughs> I said, "But you just get better and you work your butt off." I said, "But don't ever don't ever stoop to that someone's level. If someone says that to you, something like that to you, and makes you upset, you just realize how much harder you're going to work the next time." That's the kind of lesson. And I'll tell you, as a father, one of the greatest things you can see. Okay, is, is so that, that was a great lesson, but how, here's the fatal flaw. He was so, an asshole. So Sal's son went back in and went up to the kid and was like, hey, listen. My dad says you're an asshole. I'm sorry <laughs> that was rude to you, because my dad, but my dad said you were an asshole. <laughs> and also a piece of shit. That's right. So when we get back in there, and I'm There's nothing the wrong with getting mounted by a chick. Listen, when you become a man, you'll understand. Listen, when, you, when, you, uh, when you have a kid and you watch some kid... Uh, Act like a little shit to your kid. You're gonna say the same thing. Oh, that's man. fucking Justin, awesome. You ever see your kid at a playground and see some kid trying to oh, do something? I kill Wait a minute, time out. <laughs> exactly. Somebody married you and had kids with you. Holy Yo, fuck! Yeah, this guy's got fucking two kids. Is also. that surprising? Oh my god, are they both yeah. yours? Yeah. Is that surprising? Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit balls! Yeah. He's been quiet this whole time. He's, he doesn't want. He's, he's I'm, afraid afraid I'm not telling you shit. You want me to ruin your marriage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy's on some oh, kind of level. Oh, I can't even understand. Shit balls. I need to see Instagram names and pictures right now so Beautiful. I can fucking get some material. <laughs> oh, and that marriage quick fast in a motherfucking hurry. Oh. I think no, that's but, a good but anyways, point, yeah. but so your, your your story was awesome and, and um, basically like that's kind of what I try to teach people and like in in fitness is um, everybody gets so worried about like the goal, like did I win or did I not win? Like did my bench press go up this week or not? And like Lane Norton, he had a great video blog about if you judge your progress by performance. You're, you're lying to yourself. Because here's the thing. You're not going to get stronger every week. If you did, we'd all be benching 700 pounds. It's not linear. We've it, talked about it, this. It can't happen. Um, there's going to be there's gonna be days where maybe you didn't get a good enough night's sleep. Um, fucking maybe a high-pressure system came in, and, and you're retaining a little bit more water, so your hormone level is different. You couldn't bench as much. Yeah, maybe, you maybe you didn't eat as much on the day before. Who cares? Whatever. You're stressed. You're not going to get stronger. You're not going to do always do more reps. So I try to teach people is – Judge your progress on how much effort you gave. Uh, so, like, you know those calorie monitors that people wear, the Fitbits and all that stuff? They're not, they're not accurate for measuring how many calories you burn because they're, they're off. However, I, I'll wear one. I'll use it as a barometer for output. So um, if I wear, if I wear like, my Fitbit and it says, like, 1,506 after, like, 60 minutes, um, I don't use that as 1,500 calories, but I use that as an arbitrary number of comparing to what you did the last that was time my you output. Yeah. So, yeah. So if the day before in, in 60 minutes, I was at 1300, maybe I got a little, I got to work a little harder. Maybe I got to pick up the pace a little bit. Um, and that's kind of what I use it. So I, I'll measure my progress of how much effort I gave. And if, 
if you're a bodybuilder, okay, you're, you're going to train a specific way. If you're, you know, a certain type of competitive type, but most people, they're just trying to fucking get in shape. They're just trying to get better. Um, so for, for most of those people, if you can just try to instill in them to just try to best yesterday's effort, to just try to, um, if, if you're, you can make your goal to improve from yesterday, to increase your output, um, don't worry about how much weight you lifted or how many sets or how many reps you did. Just increase your output. They're always going to be aggressive. Yeah, but I, you also got to be you also got to be clear for two things. Number one, listen to your body. But number two, a nominal increase is an increase. A tiny increase is an increase, right? Or, or so, even just matching what it was. Yeah, right, percent. Right. Yeah. On sometimes that's a victory. A, that's a victory. Absolutely. That's a victory. And yeah. sometimes a victory. Well, that, that's is, what I'm trying to say. Like, right. You ever notice we go on some days in the gym and you just you just don't feel strong. You just of don't course. have it. But it doesn't mean you have a bad workout. You know, like like Lane Norton always talks yeah, you about. You train appropriately. He's like he's like some days you go in and you just like I went in the other day and dude like 495 on squat felt fucking heavy. Yeah. It, it did. You know why? Because it is fucking heavy. That's why. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. why I felt heavy. I thought you were going to be like, because you didn't do a shot of test. You no, know? Yeah, yeah. no, but it did. 495 heavy. Yeah, but, no, but it did. <laughs> More than my max, right? Dude, but, but it did. Like, I did, I did four reps, and I struggled. It felt fucking heavy. Um, and here's the thing. Like, there's, there's, everything's not going to be consistent. We don't live in a perfect world. You're not going to get stronger every week. Especially if you tra- if you train legs like three times a week, you're not going to be strong all the time. And Lane has a great video about this. And there was times where I took... Um, I, I tried it. I thought he was full of fucking shit, and I was texting him one day, and I was drunk, and I was running my mouth to him. And I, but he's like, dude, he's like, take seven days off and see what happens. And so I was getting, you know, like like four ninety five for like you know five sets of five, and I took like seven days off, and I went and hit like six twenty five for four. I have four. I've never done that ever. It was like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. All because have- all because I allowed myself to recover. So Recovery. I was so I was making progress. But I gave myself a window to recover. Yeah, right. You know, and oh, you listen. You you have you were just weren't listening to your body. Oh, I was listening to my body. He was listening to my body. He told me to fucking stop being a dickhead and just rest. Right. That's what I mean. You, yeah. you sometimes you well, don't that's listen. The, um, the the unsexy kid in in the group, right? It's the recovery. It is. Nobody yeah. wants to talk about that shit. Everybody thinks you grow in the gym. You go outside of the gym. Hundred percent. It. It's yeah. true. It really is. Um, it, it over. It, there's so much overtraining going on. Everybody's like, "Oh, you work harder." And these shout-out pages that are like, "No days off." I'm like, "Yeah, no days off. No gains and mm-hmm. no testosterone levels and no life." You know, like take a day off. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.